that's kind of sobering, right? And there's so much to unpack just in that, in that video. Um, as we, as we just come humbly before the Lord and, uh, and let him really make the event of, of, of the cross real to us and for us to understand what it took for our salvation, for us to be made right with, with a, holy, a holy father, a holy God that cares about us uh, he cares about us, every detail of our lives, and, and he wants uh, for us to be right with him. And as I say that, he wants us to be right. And I think on this side of heaven, all of us are trying to be right. And what I mean by that, there's, there's, a, there's a lot even there. To be right is to be right emotionally, to be right mentally, and especially to be right spiritually. Think about what it took for us to get right. And what I want to start out with as we talk about the cross today is if you're here and you have felt hopeless, I want you to be assured that there is hope in Jesus Christ. And that I believe without a shadow of a doubt that the way that we walked into this service uh, with whatever we're carrying, that we don't have to walk out in the same manner. Because he carried the cross. And on that cross, he carried our, our shame, he, ca- he carried our, our pain, he carried our, uh, our, our, our wrongfulness, all the things that are wrong and are misaligned in our lives. And, 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 and so the Holy Spirit, 2,000 years later, we're still celebrating that event. We're still celebrating uh, that, that week uh, that, we, that we are going to read in Scripture that, you know, it started out with a triumphal entry where Jesus comes into Jerusalem on a, on a colt of a, of, a, of a donkey. And the reason for that is because he was going to fulfill the prophetic word from Zechariah. He was going to fulfill the, the, the word that was spoken 700 years before he ever came. And, and it's so important to us that Jesus fulfilled everything that needed to be fulfilled. He is the Christ. He is the Messiah. He is the anointed one. He is your answer. He's my answer. Amen? And if we would have been doing this salvation thing, we would have never done it the way that God did it. We would have come in on a stallion, right? We would have came in on a Lexus. We would have came in in a Mercedes. or We would have never come in in a donkey, right, with your feet dragging. But God's ways are better than our ways, amen? And so, so as, we, as, we, as we go to the narrative, I, I want for, for us to, 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 we're going to read through chapter 19. We're going to do a lot of reading of, of scripture. Um, but in that, I'm going to bring some points or takeaways. I always call them takeaways. Things that you can take away from here. And then you can unpack them, okay? So they're going to speak to you here, but they're going to speak to you throughout the week. And in fact, one of the things that I want you to consider, um, I want you to consider, uh, we will be showing a video every, every week coming out of, uh, you know, LWC leadership, talking about Holy Week. And do me a favor and look at those videos. If you're on social media, uh, just look at, uh, on Facebook or Instagram, 
They'll be there. And then what I'd like for you to do to, to also consider is share it so that other people will understand the significance of every day coming into Easter, coming into Resurrection Sunday, uh, into uh, Good Friday. Um, but as we look at the cross, there's, here's my first takeaway take that I want for, for you guys to, to take it in and then we're going to unpack it. What you'll find on the cross at Calvary is you'll find God's power in the cross of Jesus. How many of you need a little bit more power in your life? And, 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 and here's the thing is the way that we see power demonstrated and the way that we see God demonstrate his power, the cross doesn't make sense to human understanding. How many of you have heard uh, uh, the, the term Good Friday? That's where we're headed, Good Friday. Anyone ever, raise your hand if you've heard that term. Okay, Good Friday is, is good for us, but it wasn't good for Jesus. So Jesus goes before Pontius Pilate Friday morning, early Friday morning, and that's where this narrative is going to, to, to start. And... The reason that this is good for me is because I can, I can tap into the power of the cross when I'm weak. And there, there's, there's power to be gotten there. The, the, the reality is most of us, we go other places for power, but the, the real power for humanity is through the suffering of Jesus. Hear me now. That's important for us because sometimes in our suffering, we think there's no power there, but there is. And we find that in the cross, right? So chapter 19, verse 1, we're going we're to do some reading. Pilate had Jesus flogged with a lead-tipped whip, and the soldiers wove a crown of thorns and put it on his head, and they put a purple robe on him. And they mocked him by saying, that, uh, verse 3, Hail, King of the Jews, they mocked, as they slapped him across the face. Think about your Savior and my Savior being slapped across the face. Verse 4, Pilate went outside again and said to the people, I am going to bring him out to you now, but understand clearly that I find him not guilty. If you read uh, chapter 18... Uh, in the narrative, you see that Pontius Pilate, they start this conversation, him and Jesus, and in that conversation, Pilate is just, he's just blown away. He, he's in awe with this, with this conversation, just with the presence of Christ himself. And he keeps saying to himself and to others, I find nothing wrong with him. Find nothing wrong with this man. Again, he, 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 he he's, uh, emphasizes this to the people. Verse 5, then Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. And Pilate said, look, here is a man. And when they saw him, the leading priests and temple guards began shouting, crucify him, crucify him. And then it says, take him yourselves and crucify him, Pilate said. I find him not guilty. Now, Pilate is in a very difficult place. There's tension going on in his heart, in his soul, because he really doesn't see anything wrong with Jesus. But there's a lot of pressure going on. Huh, let's even put it this way. There's a lot of power going on there. 
How many of you know that, that, that peer pressure has power? It's so, it's so comical. I'm going to pause right there and just share something about this week. So this week we did a 30-minute mission trip. You ever done a 30-minute mission trip? So I, I, I began to get a hold of people in the Copper Corridor campus to, to join us for this 30-minute mission trip. And uh, I, I got a hold of this young couple. And so I said, just join us. We're going we're gonna to reach, we want to reach our community. You want to do that? And, and she just kind of, uh, uh, she, I was a group text. And they, she, they were very slow to answer that response. And, and so then we, 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 we got together for our Tuesday study in, in, in Kearney. And uh, she showed up, but she said, my husband said, there's no way he's going to come. Because you're going to go knocking on doors. But we didn't. And the, and the crazy thing about that, the, 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 the tension, the, the, the pressure of, of what are people going to think? What are people going to say about me? If I go and tell them that they, they should come to church, if I invite them to church, what are they going to think about me? What are they going to say if I tell them that, they, that, that I know Jesus, I know what the answer is for their lives? What are they going to say about me? Are they going to think I'm crazy? Why, why am I even saying that about modern times? Because that's what Pilate was going through. Pilate says, I find nothing wrong with him. I find no fault. But the pressure that was surrounding him from the high priest and the leading priest saying, crucify him, crucify him. And everyone else that had been impacted by and through Jesus joined along yelling, crucify him, crucify him. How does that work in our, in our lives? How does that work in our lives? When the pressures of the world, when the tension of, of standing up for your Savior or folding and join the status quo. Can you relate to Pilate? Can you, can you relate to, to, to that, that great pressure that, that he was going through? The Jewish leaders replied, verse 7, by our law, he ought to die because he called himself the son of God. So Pilate's listening to all this. And that freaks him out even more. It says when Pilate heard this, he was more frightened than ever. And he took Jesus back to the headquarters again and he asked him, where are you from? But Jesus gave no answer because Jesus didn't have to say anything to testify that he was God in the flesh. And so Pilate goes and takes him into this, this secret place, goes behind the curtain and he, speaks, he says, don't you understand what they're saying about you? Verse 10, why don't you talk to me, Pilate demanded. Don't you realize that I have the power to release you or crucify you? That's, a, that's an important takeaway right there. Pilate says, I have the power. Put that in your own narrative. How many of you think you have your, the power? Right? And Jesus says something that really stands out to us. 
Jesus said, you would have no power over me at all unless it was given to you from above. Can I put it another way? You would have no power if it was not given to you from my father. Can I say this to you, that, that you're sitting here, that the, the, the place where, where you're at is because God has placed you there. The, the leverage that you have is because God gave you leverage. And, and what you're going to find is, is Jesus said, you, you have no power over me unless it's given to you from, from my father, but you're going to find where real power is. And power is going to be at Calvary. The power that you need, Pilate, the power that those people that are saying, crucify him, crucify him, the power that the people that are slap me across the face, the power of, of all these people that they think they have their own power, the power that's needed is the power that is found in the cross of Jesus. He says, so the one who handed me over to you has the greater sin. He knew Pontius Pilate was struggling. He knew there was a, a war going on inside of him. And there's a war going on in everybody. Let me tell you, when it comes to faith in Jesus, there's a war going on inside of all of us. See, some of you guys, you've been on the fence. You've been, you've been, you've been contemplating, you know, should I put my faith in him? And you, some of you guys think religiously, like, well, I was raised in this denomination. I was raised like this. I have this ideology. I have this philosophy, all these different things. Here's the thing, beloved. The tension that you're having is either you're going to give your life to Jesus or you're not. Take every denomination out of the way. It's not about a denomination. It's about a relationship with your Savior. You're not going to find power in a church building. You're going to find power in the cross of Jesus Christ. Power to overcome everything that is set against you. Every demon that plagues us. Every ailment that we have. Every insecurity that we have can only be overcome through the blood of Jesus Christ. Then Pilate tried to release him. How many of you have looked at that before? Pilate tried to release him. But guess what? Let's just pause. Guess, guess what held Jesus there? My sin. Thank God that Pilate didn't receive him, didn't release him. Because if he would have, I would still be bound in my sin. Are you with me? But the Jewish leader, leader shouted, if you release this man, you are no friend of Caesar. There's a lot of tension right there. A lot of tension. Now he's getting political. Thank the Lord that nobody in church ever gets political. <laughs> Amen? When they said this, Pilate brought Jesus out to them again. Then Pilate sat down on the judgment seat on the platform that is called the stone pavement 
In Hebrew, it's called Gabbatha. That, now, that's a place of power, beloved. That's a place of power. That seat was only for him. That was a judgment seat. It was now about noon on the day of preparation for the Passover. And Pilate said to the people, look, here is your king. The people said, away with him, they yelled. Away with him. Crucify him. Pilate said, what? Crucify your king? We have no king but Caesar, the leading priest shouted back. Do you notice that religion will always make things convenient? Amen? Religious, religiosity will always make things convenient. How am I going to maneuver this to work for me? How am I going to manipulate this to work for me? Amen? Then Pilate turned Jesus over to them to be crucified. Pilate turned Jesus over to them. Many of us fall into the trap of Pontius Pilate. You think it's power. You think you're in control of your life. You think you're going to do it your way. But really what's happening is there's a war going on. There's tension going on and, and, and the cross is calling you. The cross is actually speaking to you. It's yelling at you saying, you need Jesus. Your faults, my faults, they speak to, to, to the, you know, the, the cross speaks to my faults. And, and don't we, in our, in, our, in our faults, don't we try, don't we try, we, we, we either self-medicate or we put uh, defense mechanisms up, those isms. We put those, those things up so that we can be in charge or in control? How many of you think you're in control of your life? I got a call yesterday, day before yesterday. I texted my brother from Mesa, I texted him to, to come to the, the services for Easter. And uh, he said, yeah, I'll, I'll, let me check with, with my wife. And we'll, we'll, we'd love to go. So I got a call. I mean, I text, he texted me back uh, day before yesterday. And then yesterday he fell at work and he lacerated his kidney. So they flew him. They flew him from, from um, now our brother, my brother's around 6'3", 300, 300, give or take, which, which lunch or dinner. And uh, a biker who rides a Harley. And so he, uh, I found out about this. Well, they air-vacked him from, from, he worked for Empire. He, they air-vacked him from his, his job site to, uh, to a hospital. And then from that hospital, they, they air-vacked him to a trauma center. And, uh, and so right now, we've been praying for him. And uh, you know, I talked to him last night, and he was hurting really bad. But they were going to do a procedure today. But why do I say all that? Because my brother's a big dude. And if anyone's going to be in charge of his life, it would be him. But guess what? He's not in charge. You can be large and still not be in charge. (laughs) 
But, but there's someone in here that you think you are. You, you think that, that you're going to call the time. You're, 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 you're going you're gonna to say when, if you say, I need God. But the cross screams to you because you don't have any power in your own ability. You don't even know if today's promise to you. And the cross continually says, you need me. The apostle Paul put it like this as he talked to the, the church in Corinth. He said, the message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction. And there's a lot of people that have been there. I was there for many years before I came to Christ. I was headed for destruction, and the message of the cross seemed foolish. Can I tell you why? I didn't need the cross. I had myself. But we, who are being saved, we know that the cross is the power of God. There is no power outside of the cross. Not true power. Not God's power. We see it demonstrated there in the cross. Because there's power in the blood of Jesus. The same writer right here in the, in, in the Revelation, he said that... Uh, that there's an accuser that accuses the followers of Jesus day and night. And he said about those that follow Jesus that they defeat him, the accuser, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Not their testimony, but their testimony. There's a difference, amen? A testimony is who we who we uh, put a mask on to be, our testimony is who we are. We're honest about our suffering. We're honest about our integrity. We're honest about who we are. We're honest that we need a savior. Every single one of us. There's power. There's power. There's actually healing power to heal our brokenness through the cross of Jesus Christ. Isaiah put it like this in Isaiah 53, verse 5 and 6. It says he was pierced. Where was he pierced? On the cross. Isaiah speaking into the future, prophesying about the, the Messiah. He was pierced for our rebellion. He was crushed for our sins on the cross. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed Healed from our, from our, from our uh, uh, wayward attitude, our, our, our wayward character, our wayward life, where we were so bound walking away from God. It's the cross that healed me and brought me back. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And there's healing there. There's healing from what you've done. 
I've just messed up my life. You think to yourself, I just messed up my life. I've done so much. I've done so many things. I was talking about my brother. One of the things when, when, when God used me to go share the Jesus with him about two years ago, one of the things he said, I've done so much, bro. You don't understand. I've done so much. I said, bro, the, you could never do enough that the cross of Jesus cannot cleanse you from. But in the cross, there's power to reach the lost. Every person, doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter what you've done. Jesus said, if the Son of Man is lifted up, he will draw all men unto himself. If the Son of Man, think with me, if the Son of Man is lifted up, He will draw all men and all women, even chicken dancers. (laughs) Even the. What is that? (laughs) Jesus said, when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to myself. That's a reference to the cross. Where do you find your power at, beloved? Find it in the cross. Find it in Jesus. Here's the second thing is you'll find God's love in the cross of Jesus. Not, Not only do I find the power of God, more importantly, I find the love of God in the cross of my Savior. One of my greatest heroes, Billy Graham. Anyone know who Billy Graham is? Raise your hand if you know Billy. He's with Jesus now. Billy Graham put it like this. The cross shows us the seriousness of our sin, but it also shows us the immeasurable love of God. The only thing that has power over sin is the cross of Jesus because if there could have been any other way, if there could have been any other way for you to be made right, God would have said, do it that way, but there wasn't, so he said, I'll send my son. You'll never be good enough to overcome your sin. You'll never be smart enough to overcome your sin. But, but the love of God that was displayed on the cross at Calvary will overcome your sin. I love the way the narrative goes. Verse 16, the end of verse 16, they took Jesus away Carrying the cross by himself, he went to the place called the place of the skull, the skull in Hebrew, Golgotha. There they nailed him to the cross. Two others were crucified with him, one on uh, either side with Jesus between them. And Pilate posted a sign on the cross that read, Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. The place where Jesus was crucified was near the city and the sign was written in Hebrew. That's, that's written to, to the religious people. In Latin, it was written to the, the Romans, and then it was written in Greek to the intellectuals so that everyone or many people could read it. Then the leading priest objected to and said to Pilate, change it from the king of the Jews to he said, I am the king of the Jews. And Pilate replied, and this is important, do you think it's Pilate or do you think it's the Holy Spirit moving even through Pilate? And Pilate replied, no, what I have written, I have written. 
And when the soldiers had, had crucified Jesus, they divided his clothes among the four of them, which was prophetic. They also took his robe, but it was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. So they said, rather than tearing it apart, let's throw dice for it. This fulfilled the scripture that says they divided my garments among them and they threw dice for my clothing or they cast lots is a literal word. So that is what they did. Do you notice how everything is fulfilling the prophecy of the Old Testament? Important. Standing near the cross. This is, this is so good. Standing near the cross were Jesus's mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene had had seven demons cast out of her, and she followed Jesus with a love that she had for him because of what he had healed her from. Verse 26, when Jesus saw his mother standing there beside the disciple that he loved. Now, this is the, this is the author of this gospel, by the way, John. And John was there. And John said, he loved me. Don't you love that? I, I just, I, it, next week I'm going to share some things that go along with this. But, but it's great when you're writing the narrative. You can say, he loved me. <laughs> Jesus saw his mother standing there beside the disciple that he loved. And he said to her, dear woman, here is your son. And he said to this disciple, here is your mother. And from then on, this disciple took her into his home. So it tells us that on the cross, instead of Jesus cursing everyone around him, that there was the love of God being displayed. Isn't that amazing? And there was, there was a transfer. There was a transfer. He said to his, his mother, his, his earthly, the, the vehicle for him to come because Jesus had no origin. He had no beginning. He, he humbled himself, Philippians chapter 2. He humbled himself, though he was God, and became a man. So Mary was a vehicle. Mary was a vessel that brought the Savior of the world. But, but Jesus had no beginning, and Jesus has no end. He's eternal. Are you with me? But he took our place. Because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So that if anyone will believe in him, they will not perish but have. Woo! Preach. Eternal life. The son, did, the, the, the son did not come into this world to condemn the world, but that through him the world would be The cross reveals the love of God. If anything is going to bring you to Jesus, let it be the love that God has for you. Embrace his love. You cannot walk in love without God. You cannot love people the way that they need to be loved without Jesus You'll never know what true love is until you know the cross. Because Jesus said, you're worth this much to me. This much to me. I'll bleed for you. I love you that much. God loves you. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how you feel. If you feel that, that, that you're unlovable, God goes beyond that. 
He goes to where the heart is, to the depths where we've been hurt, where we've been abandoned, where we've been betrayed. Jesus understands betrayal. He understands people not standing up for him, denying him, and yet he loved Peter. He said, Peter, do you love me? Lord, you know that I love you. Feed my sheep, Peter, because I love you. You'll never know the love of God until you know the cross. And when you know the cross, you'll walk in the love of God. Hear me. You don't have to leave here today with hate. That's the difference between Jesus and every other religion. Jesus is a love relationship with your father. It's the restoration that we all need. Because our third takeaway for you to embrace that love, you need to understand that that you'll find God's forgiveness and his freedom in the cross of Jesus. Man, I just love the... I love the narrative. I love how the Holy Spirit's directing John as he's writing. He's remembering. John's the only one that was there. And yet every gospel account, Matthew, Mark, Luke, they're all all important to us. But but John was there. And the Holy Spirit was was bringing things to him as he's writing the narrative of of, of the account of, of, of the Calvary experience that Jesus, as he faced the cross. Verse 28, Jesus knew that his mission was now finished. And to fulfill scripture, he said, I am thirsty. And there was a jar of sour wine that was sitting there, so they soaked a sponge in it, and they put it on a hyssop branch and held it to his lips. And when Jesus had tasted it, he said, it is finished. And then he bowed his head, and he gave up his spirit. He gave up his life so that we could have life. He gave up his life. He, remember, let's go, to, let's go to Genesis chapter one, right? God breathed life into Adam and he became a living soul. Jesus fulfilled what Adam could never do. He overcame the devil. He took our sin and he gave us his righteousness. And he said, it is finished because there's nothing that we can do to add to what Jesus did on the cross. Oh, child of God, if you can grab a hold of that, there's nothing you can do to add or take away from what Jesus did on the cross. He paid it all, and there's nothing that's lacking. There's nothing that's lacking. It's Jesus plus nothing is everything. It is Finished. You can be secure in the forgiveness of Christ. You don't have to go back and say, well, if I would have done this and I really messed up so bad. If, If you say, Jesus, take over my life, Jesus, I give you my life, Jesus, I will follow you, I receive your forgiveness. When you say that, beloved, it's done. Because he said it is finished. You can't add. 
or take away. The apostle Paul put it like this. He has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness. And he transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. Who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Where? On the cross at Calvary. I am free. I'm not bound anymore. There's nothing to hold me. The, the, the law is not, it, it is not my, it's not against me anymore because I am free and the power of the Holy Spirit works in me and through me through my faith in Jesus Christ. How many of you still have regrets from what you've done? How many of you still are defined by the things that you have done in your past and you still look at yourself like, look at what I've done, look at this. You don't have to with Jesus Christ. You're not that person anymore. You've been rescued from darkness, rescued. There was a lifeline that was given. It's the cross. You were rescued from darkness and you've been transferred. You were here. And I'm dark without coming here. And you've been transferred here. Is there a difference? Let me go this way. Follow me. Can you see me? No. Can you see me? And that's where you're at with Jesus. You've been transferred into the light. And now you are, you're free. Not religion, but Jesus. The, the, I'm going to end with this scripture. The apostle Peter put it like this. He himself bore our sins. Remember where it says right there, Jesus himself carried the cross? John specified that, right? Well, we see from another, another narrative in the gospels that there was a man that came alongside Simon of Cyrene and he helped Jesus carry the cross. But, but here they're emphasizing he himself bore our sins in, the, in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness because by his wounds, this is your forgiveness right here. This is important right here. By his wounds, you have been healed. I, I, we're gonna do a truth project. We're gonna, we're gonna do a, a series on truth coming up after Easter. We're gonna talk about a lot of these things. So that we walk in the truth of God. How many of you like truth? We need truth, amen? But, but here's, here's why I want to close. God has brought us to this place. Today's a very solemn day. The cross is before us. The world is behind us. The cross is before us. The world is behind us. Today is the day of your salvation. Not tomorrow. Not next week. Today. I want to pray a prayer. And there's someone here today that you've never crossed the threshold of faith. Not religion. I'm talking about faith in your Savior, Jesus Christ. Today's the day that you say yes to Jesus because 2,000 years ago he said yes to you 
He said, I'm going there to that cross. There's power that will take me there. The power of the blood of Christ. There's love that will keep me there and be extended from there. And there's true forgiveness and freedom there. But you've got to receive it, beloved. You've got to receive it. So I'm going to pray this prayer. And if you're here with me, pray with me. If you feel like this is you that God is speaking to you. God, I I just come to you this morning. I thank you for your power. I need that in my life. I thank you for your love. I see it in the cross of Jesus. And I thank you for the forgiveness that will merit me freedom. Freedom from my past. Freedom from addictions. Freedom from sin. Freedom from pride. Freedom from materialism. Freedom from all the things that keep us bound as people. And today I say, I say yes to Jesus. Today I, I confess Jesus as my Lord. I turn from my own ways and I turn to your ways. I choose to follow you, Lord Jesus, believing that when you went to the cross at Calvary, it brought total forgiveness. I believe you rose from the dead on the third day and I choose to follow you from this day forward. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Now, I want everyone to keep your heads bowed because I just believe that, that God is just moving in hearts. And if you prayed that prayer today, I want you to raise your hand. If you prayed that prayer for the, for, for the first time and God just moving, I see your hand over there. Yes. You prayed that prayer. Just, this is between you and God. Amen. And amen. And for those of you that are watching, uh, that are here second service, because it's going to be recorded. I know that the Lord's moving upon your hearts as well. And this is your time with Jesus. Amen. Amen. Everyone look at me real quick. God is good. (laughs) God is good. And the cross is great. We boast in the cross of Jesus. Now we're going to worship him. We're going to sing praise to him. We're going to... Let's get ready for Easter. Please do me a big favor. If you haven't filled out your serve cards, fill them out. Put them in the, in the giving boxes at, at, the, at each door. And uh, let's, let's serve together. Let's, let's, let's come to a service. Let's, let's uh, bring someone to a service and let's serve at a service. And I just think that the Lord will be pleased. Amen. He, he served us. He served us. Carrying the cross washing feet, doing all kinds of things. We're no better than him. Let's do it together. Amen. God bless you.